0: A Light to the Nations is a production of the Ephesus School Network. You are listening to A Light to the Nations. I'm your host, Father Fred Shaheen. In this episode, we will hear the first 25 verses of the Gospel of Matthew, the genealogy of Jesus Christ. In the lectionary of the Church, this Gospel is heard on the Sunday before the Feast of the Nativity. As we hear this text, we want to take note of how Matthew uses numbers and sequencing to connect the birth of Jesus to the Sabbath year and the Jubilee year from Leviticus. Let's begin. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Aminadab, Aminadab begot Nation, and Nation begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab, Boaz begot Obed by Ruth, Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king. David the king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon begot Rehoboam, Rehoboam begot Abijah, and Abijah begot Asa. Asa begot Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat begot Joram, and Joram begot Uzziah. Uzziah begot Jotham. Jotham begot Ahaz, and Ahaz begot Hezekiah. Hezekiah begot Manasseh. Manasseh begot Amon, and Amon begot Josiah. Josiah begot Jeconiah and his brothers about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconiah begot Shealtiel, and Shealtiel begot Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel begot Abiud, Abiud begot Eliakim, and Eliakim begot Azor. Azor begot Zadok, and Zadok begot Akim, and Akim begot Eliud. Eliud begot Eleazar, Eleazar begot Mathan, and Mathan begot Jacob. And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David are fourteen generations. From David until the captivity in Babylon are fourteen generations, and from the captivity in Babylon until the Christ are fourteen generations. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. In this passage, the names in the genealogy are grouped in three sets of fourteen— Since the text itself draws our attention to this, we should consider those numbers and their significance. In the Bible, three represents divine fullness, while seven, being the sum of three and four, combines that divine fullness with the four directions of the created order, and thus represents the fullness of the divine order in creation. This last point is of particular interest in our understanding of this passage. How will God go about implementing His plan against the backdrop of everything He made, in particular human beings, and how they multiply through procreation? We will see that in just a moment. First, though, when we look at the specific way the numbers are arranged, we see that the three sets of fourteen generations which preceded the birth of Jesus is equivalent to six sets of seven which means that what follows would make the seventh set of sevens. This pattern calls to mind what we hear in the Torah about the jubilee year. Let's hear Leviticus chapter 25, verses 8 through 12. And you shall count seven Sabbaths of years for yourself, seven times seven years, and the time of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be to you forty-nine years. Then you shall cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. On the day of atonement you shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all your land. And you shall consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you, and each of you shall return to his possession, and each of you shall return to his family." "'That fiftieth year shall be a jubilee to you. "'In it you shall neither sow nor reap what grows of its own accord, "'nor gather the grapes of your untended vine. "'For it is the jubilee. "'It shall be holy to you. "'You shall eat its produce from the field.'" So the jubilee, the fiftieth year, is celebrated after seven cycles of seven years. Prior to the Lord's instruction to Moses regarding the Jubilee year, he instructs him on those seven-year periods, in each of which the earth itself is commanded to keep a Sabbath to the Lord. Let's hear those verses which preceded the instruction on the Jubilee, Leviticus 25, verses 3 through 7. Six years you shall sow your field, and six years you shall prune your vineyard and gather its fruit. But in the seventh year there shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land, a Sabbath to the Lord. You shall neither sow your field nor prune your vineyard. What grows of its own accord of your harvest you shall not reap, nor gather the grapes of your untended vine, for it is a year of rest for the land. And the Sabbath produce of the land shall be food for you. For you, your male and female servants, your hired man, and the stranger who dwells with you, for your livestock and the beasts that are in your land, all its produce shall be for food. So in the biblical story, in addition to giving Moses the commandment to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, that's in Exodus chapter 20, the Lord gives a parallel ordinance regarding the earth which he is giving the sons of Israel as an inheritance. The phraseology in Leviticus is remarkably similar to what we hear in Exodus, with the commandment binding not only on the sons of Israel, but on their servants, the strangers who dwell with them, and even on the cattle, the livestock, and beasts. In the case of the earth keeping a Sabbath rest after six years of sowing, harvesting, and pruning— The text stresses that what the earth produces during the seventh year will be food for all, human beings and animals alike. This echoes what we hear in the last verses of the first chapter of Genesis. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. Then God saw everything he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. That's Genesis 1, verses 29 through 31. Hearing Leviticus and recalling Genesis, we understand that in the Sabbath year, the earth returns to the way it was when God created it, when he saw everything he made, and indeed it was very good. Literarily, the text of Matthew also draws a strong connection to Genesis. These two books are the first books of the Old Testament and the New Testament, respectively, a more accurate rendering of Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 would be the book of the Genesis of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham, which corresponds to the wording of both Genesis 2, 4 in the Septuagint and Genesis 5, 1. In the former, we hear, This is the book of the Genesis of the heavens and the earth when they were created, In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Significantly, verse 5 of chapter 2 adds the stress that this was before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown, which is to say, the earth wasn't yet functioning as that source of sustenance for both humans and animals that God said it would at the end of chapter 1. More important to our discussion is the parallel between Matthew one and Genesis five one, which says, This is the book of the genesis of mankind, in the day God made Adam, whom he made in God's image. In the genealogy in Matthew, we are dealing with the generation of human beings through begetting. In verse 16, Jesus is introduced at the end of three sets of fourteen— or six cycles of seven. He is thus at the head of what would be the seventh cycle, the Sabbath year, after seven of which comes the Jubilee year, in which the earth, more specifically ownership of the land, reverts back to the way it was intended by God when he made it. The purpose of the Sabbath year and the Jubilee is to emphasize that God is the sole owner and proprietor of everything. This point is revisited in the genealogy in Matthew with the strategic placement of Jesus in the sequence and the stress that Jesus comes directly through God's intervention and is not generated by Joseph. This is emphasized in the text which breaks with the pattern established throughout the genealogy by stating not that Joseph begets, but rather that he is merely the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. And in verse 20, we hear that what is conceived in Mary is of the Holy Spirit. If Jesus' birth stands at the head of what would be the seventh set of sevens, we might ask, what comes after him? whom does jesus beget as the eschatological christ which is precisely how he is presented in isaiah jesus does not beget progeny while living but rather after his death in isaiah 53:10 we hear yet it pleased the lord to bruise him he has put him to grief when you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Verse 22 of Matthew chapter 1 tells us that all of this was done to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through Isaiah. As the fulfillment of Isaiah's suffering servant Jesus Christ begets progeny via the seed of his teaching, which is imparted to his disciples, who are then charged to make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded at the end of this same gospel, when Jesus appears to them after he is raised from the dead. Another question we might wonder is, if Matthew were connecting Jesus' birth to the Sabbath year and the beginning of the Jubilee, why would he opt for arranging the names in three sets of fourteen instead of the more obvious six sets of seven? The reason is most probably because fourteen corresponds to the name David. By that, I mean that in Hebrew, the numeric value of the three consonants which make up the name Dawud... Dalet, Waw, Dalet, which is translated David, add up to 14. Thus, David pervades the genealogy as a point of reference. Although Jesus' birth is traced through the line of David making him his son, David the king failed as the chosen of God. In Matthew, the genealogy tells us specifically that David begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah, emphasizing the king's double sin of adultery and murder. Jesus Christ is also introduced by Matthew as the son of Abraham, and his birth is traced through both Abraham and David. It is to the sons of Israel, the offspring of Abraham, the ones who were freed from slavery in Egypt by the Lord and then scattered abroad by the Lord when they sinned, it is to them that Moses delivered the Lord's ordinance to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, and also the ordinances concerning the Sabbath year and Jubilee year. In both of those years, when the Lord commanded the people that they should not sow their field nor prune their vineyard, he assured them that the earth would produce by itself food for them, their servants, the aliens who dwell with them, their cattle, and the wild animals. In verses 20 to 22 of Leviticus 25, we hear more specifically how the earth will yield its produce and how they will eat their fill. And if you say, What shall we eat in the seventh year, since we shall not sow nor gather in our produce, then I will command my blessing on you in the sixth year, and it will bring forth produce enough for three years. And you shall sow in the eighth year, and eat old produce until the ninth year. Until its produce comes in, you shall eat of the old harvest." All of this is to say that it is the Lord who will ultimately provide for them. The Jubilee year is celebrated in spite of the sinful behavior of the sons of Israel and exclusively through the gracious intervention of God. In the same way, Jesus appears not through the generation of sinful human beings, but directly from God. In Matthew, the genealogy marks the second set of names by the deportation to Babylon, underscoring not only the people and their sin, but their punishment by God who scattered them in exile. In the case of Jesus, the angel of the Lord tells Joseph in a dream that he is to call the name of the child to be born of Mary Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And this concludes episode 32 of A Light to the Nations. I hope you've enjoyed listening, and I look forward to meeting you again in 2024. Thanks for listening.